Listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson, and for the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking all things food and drink. I'm joined by my new fellow presenter, Jane Payton. Hi, Jane. Hello. Who is, without doubt, one of the UK's leading experts on beer and cider. In fact, she is a certified beer sommelier and author of numerous books on the subject. But today it's cider. It's all about the apple today. It's all about the apple. Now, I just went cider, but you don't really like that, do you? You, you don't think that the image of cider should be that old fashioned Somerset Ouar. You, you're not keen on that. There's a room for it, definitely. Cider is a broad church, you could say. But um, there is also a modern version of cider, which is very wine-like and served in Michelin-style restaurants, which doesn't need that sort of old rustic and, and bucolic way of some cider branding. So, uh, like But that. there is room for it all. I like that word, bucolic. It's a good word. We're going to be joined by Julian Barnes, who's Managing Director of Biddenden Vineyards. And when I was a kid, we used to drink Biddenden cider because we thought it was really racy. So we're going to be tasting some Biddenden cider. We've got some very interesting samples that Julian's brought along. Um, we're also going to be tasting... Duddus Tun and Kentish Pip. Are you familiar with these? They're, they're Kentish ciders. I am. I'm familiar with both of them. In fact, I've um, used be. them at um, corporate events and I've tasted them and drunk them and enjoyed them very much indeed. So I'll be really interested to see how Biddenden compares to Kentish Pip and Duddus Tun because they are three completely different, different. brands and different uh, markets they're aimed at. So I'm going to test you with a couple of... Um, Quiz, quiz questions. I mean, I've got your, one of your books here that you gave me a long time ago. Um, in the 19th century, cider was advertised as a cure for what? Do gout. you know? Gout and other illnesses. And other illnesses. I'm sure and drinking loads of cider probably <laughs> made it much worse, actually. That is true. I've often thought that. But, you know, the, the, there's a reason that they say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Ah, part of that. The other thing is the Romans stormed through England in 55 BC. What did they find? When they stormed through, because I know this is in your book. They would have found the local populace making cider from crab apples. But what the Romans did, they brought grafting techniques and also orcharding techniques. So they improved cider making in this country. And then a few centuries later, the Normans came and they introduced tannic cider apple varieties, which is how you would think of a West Country cider using those types of apples. And they changed cider forever in this country and improved techniques of, of making it as well. So it'd be growing. much more like we know cider today. Yeah. So if, if you think of a, a West Country cider, you'd often think of the tannic, acidic, um, Red wine type. So, so it's definitely different then. The Somerset, Somerset cider is definitely different from Kentish in, in general. Definitely. So uh, the because, apples are different. Yes. Yeah, so um, Kentish or what the term now is Eastern County cider. So it's Kent and Sussex and that part of the country uh, made from eating apples or dessert apples. Whereas the West Country, Herefordshire, Worcestershire, Somerset, Devon, they tend to be made from tannic cider apples which are not eating apples you can eat them by the way but you wouldn't ever have them in your fruit bowl 
They're much, much better to make cider out of. Yes, yes, indeed. So turning to um, Julian. Julian, now you, you, you are a family vineyard, haven't you? What, what's the history of, of Bindon Vineyard and Bindon Cider? So we we um, we had a, a family farm. My um, my parents ran um, producing mainly apples, and we then, as the market for selling apples uh, gradually uh, became harder for small farms, started to look for other things to do. Um, my mother heard on BBC Woman's Hour about somebody growing vines in Hampshire. Good old so, woman's hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that always gets a laugh as well. Um, and so they planted some. Um, but, I mean, to bring it back to the subject of cider, we obviously had all these apples going through the business. Um, the wine world at the time for myself, at 18 years old, was very uh, tame, shall we say. Um, and cider offered an opportunity to do something uh, different. We were probably one of the first farmers to look at adding value to products. Um, so that's so, we so, did. so that in a way, any food producer who's got, if you don't mind me saying, more of a commodity product, does try and look at how they can add value so that it can be sold for a higher price because you've done things to it. L- that's lots right. of producers yes. do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and obviously, you know, we looked around for, uh, you know, perhaps a, a, a way of producing cider that fitted in with what we had around us, which was obviously you know, stainless steel tanks and different presses. Um, and then gradually the business has grown into what it is today and we produce somewhere in the region of um, 350,000 litres of cider uh, for Biddenden but probably an equivalent amount for other people as well as well as bottling apple juices and um, other cordials and drinks that we do on the side. Yeah, because you do some great fruit juices, don't you, Um, as well. Now, Jane, um, uh, Julian's bought three uh, here that I'm quite interested. I, I actually haven't tasted these. So there's something called Red Love Sparkling Country Cider. I'll explain what Red Love is in a minute. Uh, Biddy's. Biddy's 5, is that right? Biddy's 5 yeah. Sparkling Country Cider. And then the one I'm really excited about. Special Reserve, a strong dark cider fermented and matured in oak whiskey casks. Well, now I'll be interested to see if the whiskey comes through, comes through or not. Yeah. We shall test in a minute. So the Red Love is that a single varietal that cider, Julian? So Red Love is an apple that was produced at East Morling Research Station as part of a um, a, a project to, to see whether they could bring it they could bring it to market. But it was it was it was with another firm. We were given at the time. This is you know four or five years ago. Uh, exclusive uh, rights to produce drinks from it, a juice, and that purely came about by standing on a uh, stand as a show in London and somebody came up and got this slightly cloudy looking juice out of a bag and said, do you think you could do something with this? So we started off producing uh, a Red Love juice. The Red Love apple uh, originated um, from a nursery in Switzerland and it is, when you cut it in half, it is red through the middle Oh, as what, well like as being white. red skin, so oh, it's not a white apple. That's a bit weird. So it's, um, so it's a bit more like you know cutting through a beetroot, if you like. Yeah. But the other interesting thing is that when you cut through it and you, you, you leave it on the side, so if you'd cut through an ordinary apple at home, it would go brown. Um, you can leave this apple on the side for two or three days and it still looks exactly really? the same. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. But it's got 
a slightly, I, I, I think the easiest way to describe it for people listening would be a, a sort of slightly crab apple flavour about it. Well, should we have a little a bit juice, of a taste, anyway? Jane? Yes. Now, Jane's the only person I know that goes around with a car key and she's got a bottle opener on it. So do you want to get your car key bottle opener on that? Certainly do you want to just describe the colour? It's beautiful colour. Yes, I'm holding a bottle. It's clear glass and the cider is pink. So that comes naturally from the colour of the apple. Though. You haven't added yeah. any colour. That's wonderful yeah. because yeah. There's a, um, there are pink ciders around now, but quite often it's raspberry or something that's yeah, been added, added to give it yeah. the colour. Stop this talking and open the bottle. Okay. Honestly, more. It's totally, it nat- totally natural cider colour. That's really interesting, yeah, as yeah. you say. Because sometimes with gins, they, they say pink gin, but actually it's just had something else added to give it that colour, hasn't it? Yes, nowadays, because pink gin is a cocktail. It was one of the original cocktails, actually, gin, uh, pink gin, and it was bitters that were good for seasickness. So it was a, a cocktail born on the high seas. Now there is a category of gin which has pink additions to it, so it could be rhubarb or, or something to oh, pink yeah, it yeah. up. So and it, it's flavoured gin basically. Right. So, so I've poured out three glasses. Um, Jane, your this is your area. You okay. go for it. So we've got wine glasses. It looks like rosé wine in in the glass. Well, we've got wine glasses. Is it because you're posh? Or, or? Well, I'm, obviously I'm a posh bird, aren't I? I yeah. You can probably tell that. And we're drinking wine glasses because if you drink something out of a wine glass, it immediately changes your perception of what is in that glass. But not only that. Drinking is to do with the sensual appeal of the glass on your lips. The shape of the glass will will enhance or change how you perceive and how the aromas develop and how the acidity does as well. Now, I'm very much for, for matching any drink with food. And if you're dining, you don't want a big clunky old pint glass on your table. You want an elegant wine glass also we're going to swirl it okay i've, I've already I've, say i was too excited i've had a sip already and so swirl it like you would wine exactly that. so what you need to do you release the aromas because 80 percent of flavor is registered through the nose so we need to smell our food and drink to really enjoy it properly so i'm swirling that around and i'm getting a real rosé wine characteristic oh and that is surprisingly very acidic. You can Wine-ish. smell the acidity, yeah. which sounds like odd that acidity is a, it's a texture and it's something you register physically, but you can smell acidity as well. Mm. And I definitely smell it there. Let's have a taste. What do you reckon? It's acidic. You get a real apple taste there. It's not with, sour, though. Not at all. But with Eastern Counties ciders, I think that the apples come through, whereas with the West Country, you don't often get apple tastes or flavours. But with Eastern Counties, you do get a real sense of apples. That is very much like a rosé wine, I would it say. It is, actually. And, and it if looks you think, like what are we, well. we're on 5%. Yeah, yeah. This is a much better way of, of, of probably yeah. having a drink with your dinner and not... Going quite yeah. so crazy two two way. things that are difficult picking up on your points. Two things that are difficult to carry through from a production point of view. One is the colour. Rosés are very difficult to, yeah. to to work with, which is why you might find sort of Provencal rosés being very very light in colour because obviously it's not going to diminish. Because when the colour starts to fade, um, it tends to go slightly orangey. And the other thing that's uh, you have to work out very hard um, is is to to get the flavour of that fruit to actually carry through into the end product as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it really does. It does. I love it. It's the first time I've had that variety. And, and what do you I, reckon? I like it a you lot. Like that? Okay. I really good. do. Because we, we are we are up for actually saying when we don't like something on this show. We don't just say we like everything. But I'm I'm okay with that. That's okay. all good. Um, what, are, what are you opening now? I'm opening the biddies now. Biddies five. Is that because there's five varieties of apple in this? Um no, it's because it's five percent. Oh. Um and biddies came about because um over the years we've realised that people go into pubs and ask for a pint of biddies. So it's more of a generic term for bidden than cider than yes. um, a description of the product. But we thought we would we'd bring there. So we have a Biddy's 5 and we also have a Biddy's 8 as well. Biddy's 8? Oh, goodness me. Yeah. Oh, right. So this is the colour is, is very different. Yes, this is a, got a green tinge to it. So if, it's very light in colour. Very though. light, isn't it? Mm. If, I, if somebody passed me that and I didn't know it was cider, I would look immediately and think, oh, it's a Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. Yeah. You know, very light white wine, acidic white wine. So you smell apples. A bit of mustiness on the nose there. A bit of mustiness on the nose there, Julian, apparently. Just a bit of glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's very not necessarily fresh. a bad thing, though. Oh, mustiness. no, no, I love mustiness. Mustiness oh. is great with cider and with some wines as well. Mm. Very light, delicious, very Moorish. I wouldn't say that was the same alcohol strength because it just feels so much lighter. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is I actually think that's quite dangerous because yeah. I'd, I'd be... <laughs> I'd be yeah. really sloshing that because yeah. it tastes so refreshing. But actually, it, you know, 5%, that's pretty decent, isn't it? Like, yeah, like I, th I think the thing is with ciders, in, and you, you, you talk about the, the, the West Country ciders, if you like, you know, have a great reputation and all the stories that go with it about how, how people end up, um, you know, worse for wear on them. I, I think you're right as far as um, ciders, you know, produced at this side of the country, much more wine-like in taste and appearance. It does does creep up on you. People do tend to think that they're drinking something more juice-like, and that of course they can handle it. And so, one um, of the, the messages of this show is drink responsibly. <laughs> Always. I can't imagine that we ever have actually, but but I think other people should. But with the, with cider, I find it difficult to guess the strength of it because if you're drinking a beer, for instance, which is a higher ABV, the body increases with a beer, and it gives you a clue that you were actually drinking a higher alcohol drink yes. plus you smell the alcohol more on the nose with a, a high alcohol beer with cider i don't get that which is confirming what warning just, signals exactly, the warning in a way signals. yeah oh, look at now, that yes i know this looks amazing now before you do that i'm just yes. going to give you a little bit of a little bit of a fact here okay. did you know that the, the the longest living u.s president was uh john adams and he lived till he was 90 90 years old. And this was, he died in 1826. So I'd imagine living till 90 was extraordinary then. Mm. He enjoyed a tank of a tankard of hard cider every morning with breakfast, which is what he attributed to his long life. Really? Because mm. the Americans we wouldn't ride a hard cider. Yes, we wouldn't recommend that, would we really? But it didn't seem to do him any harm. No, and he was a signatory of the... Declaration of Independence, oh, he? Yeah. No lots, don't you? Wow. Right, yes. so describe this. Now, this <laughs> looks very exciting. It does, um, you it's can smell it mm, immediately. 13% volume, which is wine-like. Strong dark cider fermented and matured in oak whiskey casks. The colour looks like brandy. It actually. does. It's got that gorgeous sunlighty coppery colour. Mm. And is that coming from the oak? Has, has the oak cast given the colour to this cider? So it's some of it and well, some oxidation. of it's using, using um, browner sugars as well. So It's a yeah. bit weird because I'm expecting mm. to smell whiskey or but brandy this, and actually 
It, it, it isn't. It smells. What does it smell like, Joanne? Well, it smells to me like one. sherry, actually. Yeah. It looks like sherry and smells like it. And when you taste it, if you, again, if you didn't know that was a cider, you might think it was a sherry. Ooh, it's I definitely got that, that fortified oh, characteristic really like to it, doesn't it? Can I keep the yeah. bottle, Julia? Yes, of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. You get a little bit of whiskey in there, just a, yeah, a hint. A but yeah, mm. very sherry-like, isn't it? I mean, it's like you're drinking a... Um, uh, an Oloroso sherry. I'd, I'd really like that before dinner. Mm. That's very nice. That's gorgeous. How would you serve that, Julian? Would you would you put ice with it or, or just chill it? Or I think it depends on the time of year, really. It, it very much is a, a, a wine glass cider. It's very much a, an end of end of the day cider, if you like. So it's a you know after a meal. Um, I think equally, you know, sitting outside with an ice cube in it is one way. Maybe it's also the sort of cider that you bring the glass in and put it on the hearth for, or you know, on the mantelpiece above the fire for a little while, let it warm up and and enjoy it because that equally will bring other flavours out as nice. well. Nice I can I can really wintry. imagine it actually in by that open fire. Yeah, I can imagine it being mould actually, not mould with um, with spices necessarily, but warmed with a poker mm. like they used to do in the 18th century. A poker in the fire, and then you stick it in your port. I've got gas central heating. That's not going to work. I'm sorry. You're going to have to get an open fire and a poker. Yeah, and a poker. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to put the barbecue on outside and try and do that. Um, So we're going to we're going to taste something that I bought with me. I'd like I'd like you to taste that in a minute. Okay. But just just before we do that, Julian, all your ciders are made from. Uh, local apples aren't they that's right yeah we use culinary and dessert fruit Uh, like you say it gives us that um it gives us a point of difference from west country ciders they're they're very much wine-like in taste and appearance Mm, i'm I'm afraid i've finished that bit whereas the others i've I've, we've got a little what do you call it a spittoon thing what do you call that when you're tasting oh um, we've got a thing a thing we've got a metal thing i don't like that word no it makes me think but we are recording Um, during the day and i don't want to fall over entirely we're not doing our john adams with our big tank no we're not um tell me so i bought this for you uh to taste jane you you introduce me first to this type of cider can you explain how it's made and i think it might might be something you want to do julian just okay saying, just we'll have saying. a look at it yeah so i'm holding a bottle of ice cider now some of the listeners may have had ice wine which originated in quebec in in canada and it originated because the grapes froze on the vine it's a great drink it's plimmin expensive though it's really expensive it takes a lot of making Mm. and it's very complicated making so what happens with this we don't have the cold enough weather in this country for the apples to freeze on the tree so what happens usually is that the cider maker will either freeze the apples or freeze the juice so they've chopped the apples up and they may freeze them or they'll freeze the juice and what that does it intensifies the sugars because the juice and the water in the juice separate so they take the, the water off so intensifying the sugars means it makes it sweet naturally sweeter makes it naturally sweeter but it also means that you can get a higher abv because you you've got more sugars there to ferment this is 15 percent. i think i've got my glasses on is it 15%? can you come to the studio and let me glass on yes 15 percent. okay um because i'm a twit <laughs> Yeah. So this is by Sandford Orchards, which is um, Devon, I think, at Sandford are, West Country. So this is going to taste different in so many ways to, to Biddenden. The acidity so, so is going to be, be there, but the sweetness and the tannins are going to be... So it's going to be different from that special reserve we've just had, even though it's roughly the same alcohol. Definitely. It's going to, t- it's going to feel different on, on the mouth as well. It's going to have an unctuous, bit oilier, syrupy, bit oilier, yeah. exactly. So let's... Are you going to try it? Yeah, please. Okay. I'll just empty your glass. Oh, did you hear that pop? I'm going to do that again. I love that. I love that noise. 
Yeah, it's a little cork and a little um, top which you can reseal. Have you had ice cider? I haven't, I haven't oh, tried it, no. That, so, that should but, be interesting. Um, and we have various approaches to producing sweeter wines and, mm. and I think it's a question of, uh, as the old saying goes, all the sugar turns to alcohol. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know whether it's uh, something that's fermented and then stopped, like we do with some of the sweet wines, stop them with some residual sugar. or. Mm. So this is, this is from Devon, actually, um, and... Have you tasted right. already? So I haven't, but the, look at the colour of it. So it's very similar to the uh, Biddenden Special Reserve in that it's got a much darker colour to the, um, the it cider. Smells, the smell's stronger, which you would expect, wouldn't you? I you guess. would, but you really get that caramel, that um, apple crumble, that tart tartan aroma on the nose, don't you? Mm. And it tastes sweet, but it doesn't finish sweet. It's not cloyey, it's not, you know, liqueury. Not at all. It's got word, that acidity. But... So that acidity lifts what could be a very sweet and sickly drink, but the acidity's there to, to stop that. You're right, and it doesn't finish sweet or it doesn't finish like, you know, some of the, um, like a sherry, a P PX sherry, the Pedro Jimenez yeah, sherry. Yeah. Which is almost black, some of almost those Almost black and so... Treacle. Exactly. <laughs> and it feels a bit... This doesn't... My friend Lasty calls that clarty. Clarty. Well, I'm, I'm from North. Clarty. It's a clarty. My mum used to make them clarty as Christmas cakes, by mm. the way, and she but added a bottle clarty. of stout, and it was it's not clarty. Thank goodness. So that makes it a great dessert drink that leaves you wanting more and great. doesn't leave you like... No. Like great that. with cheese. Oh, because I don't think red wine goes with cheese, and there's all sorts of chemical reactions that go on that, that prove it's not a great match, actually. Um, this is fantastic with cheese. First time you've tasted ice cider, what do you think? We, we think you should be making this in Benidon. Okay, well, maybe you have to go at it, but how many products do you actually have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've but, got to have a palette of sure. everything to but, pick up. But to what do you think? I think it's a very clean product. I think all the characteristics of the fruit show through it. Very interesting at the end, it's, it's, it's not sweet, but there's almost a dryness that you would actually associate with eating if you were to bite into one of those apples from the West Country. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You're right, and it, it leaves a texture on, on the tongue as well, and I love textural drinks that make mm. you think about what you're drinking as well as tasting aroma and, and the flavours, but leave something behind, which is a physical texture, and that certainly does. Mm. Mm. So moving on from that, we're going to try another a couple of country ciders. So we're really interested to see what you think, um, Julian. God, I want to drink a little bit. I'm going to drink a little bit more of that while we're opening the other. I think you should. It's so nice. Can you tell us about um, Duddus Tun? Do you know these yes, guys? I've had their ciders before. Duddus Tun, they're uh, Kentish, as, as, as we know, and they have a different market to Biddenden, I would say, just by looking at the branding. Because your branding um, in some of it is, a, if I may say, a little bit old-fashioned traditional because you've been around since 1969, so it's harking back, I would guess, to that tradition. Is that, that the right thing? Harking yeah, back think, to the family tradition? Well, I think it is, yes. We've just got people reckon, recognise it as a brand. It's, and that, that's the way it's been sold. I, I think probably we could bring it bring it yeah, up up to a modern world, <laughs> but oh, it works at the moment, and there are always so many things to progress with. Course, yeah, yeah, and but but then the Red Love is quite modern, actually, mm -hmm. because that's a new one on, on your things. But Dada's Tun, the, their branding is very different, isn't it, Jane? Yes, it's almost... Fun um, it's sort of funky, I'd say, but it's... anti-establishment. It is. It's funky and anti-establishment, but it's, it's still got that green man country spirit about it but in a modern way and a fun way you're thinking about sweet corn you know jolly green giant <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean 
Right, no. I'm just going to... Jolly Green Giant. I'm just going to open the bottle. I've got my yes, house right. keys with it. I know, yeah. mate. Good night. Right, listen to this. Um, this so with with the one you're opening there, I'm going to open the other one because you're too noisy when you I do know, it. Plunk. Um, so which one have you got there? I've got the original. So this is Duddeston original Kent to the core. And I'm, like I'm opening this one, which is unquestioned. This is spiced still cider. It's won a great taste award as well. And this is Kent to the core. Um, that's in a dark bottle, so I couldn't see the colour. That's actually quite Chardonnay colour as opposed to Sauvignon Blanc colour. Yes, let's have a go. Mm. Yeah, apples. Is that different from Biddenden? It is. It is. It's very apple which sounds like not a very accurate tasting <laughs> note. Yeah, can you be a bit more sort of original than that? I'm, I'm going to use wine analogies again, and I'm going to say that's Viognier or Chardonnay. So a lot of fruit in there. Um, tiny little bit of sparkle, maybe. Yeah, I think it's a bit difficult after we've just had the iced cider, actually, just to mm. differentiate between the two. But that's... that's um, Somehow it's much more appley, <laughs> which is just what you said. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get a job that. writing tasting no, 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 we're not. <laughs> Whereas yours is in, in a way sort of cleaner, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not do sure you? what the apples are that are used in that, mm. but we do have some uh, cider apple types in Kent that are a little bit more um, in in line with the, the, the wine approach that we get from the culinary and dessert fruit, you know, varieties like Falstaff, um, but without knowing what actually... Mm. is in there but there is that hint of cider about it but yes very apple and very well done so it says that dudda is believed to have been an 11th century person who set up a farmstead which is a ton uh which over hundreds of years became a village known today as doddington which is a village in kent so that's where dudda's ton comes from so he must have been the chieftain then must mr dudda chieftain of that village mm. so that's where that comes from i like that i actually. like that a lot this is um you get a sense of the eating apple here. I think they use Discovery and Bramley and Cox's. I think they might use I was going to say, it's definitely a mix, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was russet. Yeah. Mm. Russet often gives a nuttiness to, to a cider, doesn't it? But anyway, yeah. that's a blend and it's delicious. And you know you're drinking cider with that, whereas with julians you you could have julians at dinner right absolutely as you said, it's a bit more wine like yeah. but you know blind tasting that sorry i've just bashed the microphone sorry um tasting if you were blind tasting this you'd probably say oh that's cider mm. whereas julians much more wine like which yeah. for me trying to widen the appeal of cider is really helpful for a wine drinker if you can use wine like terms and they can drink something that they recognize as their drink mm. I think that widens the appeal. Yes, and you get into a new market mm -hmm. somehow. Now, we're, we're beginning to um, run out of time, unfortunately. It goes quickly when you're drinking cider, doesn't it? Doesn't it, Jess? Now, I've just tasted the Dudder's Tongue Spice Cider. I really, really don't like that. <laughs> it's not this badly made. It's just not my taste profile. Okay. Can you? So let's have a go. Where's the other one I really liked, actually? Hmm. So it's spiced. Oh, yes, um, you can smell it. Very like baked apple. Yeah, yeah, cinnamon, that sort of thing. Now, um, cider and spice food is really good if it's a eastern county cider. So if it's got a sweeter profile, more acidic, you don't want tannins with spice food. What tannins do, they um, make the spice, increase the <coughs> spiciness. Mm. They add a bitterness, which isn't good with spice. This sort of cider, and because it's got spices in as well, that'll go really well with spice food, I reckon. Let's have a go. 
Yes, I mean, I'm not saying it's it's not a good cider, it's just not my taste thing, but I can imagine you would need something to go with that, actually. It's very sweet as well. Mm. Um, it's got a lot of spice in there. So, yes, I would say that is definitely a food cider, for sure. A foodie cider. Definitely. On its own, unless you really like the taste of spice, I think um, yep. it's... Okay, we're going to do one final one. Um, So Kentish Pip, um, I like these guys, actually. They they are diversifying, I think, into other things. They've tried, which is a very hard thing to do, I'm sure you'll appreciate, Julian. They've they've tried to do bottles, but now they're going into canning, and that's actually not as easy as you think, because when you go through the canning process, it does change the taste profile of what you're putting in, so you have to adjust uh, what you're doing quite significantly. Um, Which one do you fancy? I bought two. Which one do you fancy, Jane? Let's go for the 4.8. So we're going for High Diver. High Diver. Kentish Pip are very modern. They've got a a great um, craft cider orientation. They're in cans and very pale in colour. They use mostly eating apples to to make their ciders, so they're going to be acidic, they're going to have that lightness to them. Quite dry. Very dry, I think. Um, Nice amount of sparkle, not too much, just a gentle amount of sparkle, very drinkable, very pale in colour, good to drink on its own, also good to have with food. I would say that's that's a barbecue in the summer, sitting in the garden in the afternoon type of cider. Definitely. Brilliant. Well... That's gone quickly. Uh, You've been listening to the Food Talk Show and you probably know we're syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield as well as being available on Stitcher, Spotify, Beans, iTunes and the podcast app on your phone. Thank you to my fellow presenter, Jane Payton. Uh, and to our partners, the lovely people at Produced in Kent. Um, thank you so much, Julian, for joining us. Um, I loved, uh, my favourite was a special reserved. <laughs> Next week, we'll be talking to Dee Manford of Hinkston Dairy Farm about cows. Oh, yes. No. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, I hope you have a good, uh, good week. Goodbye. <laughs>